0: Empire.
1: Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capital Defensive Carl Osner. I'm AP Hockey Writer Steve Wino. We will be joined by... Turner Sports and the Athletics, Tarik El Bashir in a little bit, but first, Carl, uh, your thoughts on kind of a dark period with the Capitals? But you've got Andre Burkowski in the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 2018. Jeff Halpern's Lightning almost on, on the on the verge of the Stanley Cup Finals as we're recording this right now. Uh, your thoughts on, on on the playoffs right now? As much as you've been able to kind of pay attention to what's going on?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been kind of fun because um, I'm not. I don't really have a team that I'm cheering for because right. I think I think all three teams um would be would be great winners i think uh colorado's been knocking on the door for quite a while and i think it's fun to fun to see a lot of those a lot of those big names have a chance at it and then obviously Berkey um i think it's sweet that he's he's back he's too the, eh yeah he's, he came back and, and managed to get in there so what a what a warrior he's been and uh so i'm happy for colorado um you know i've said before i like tampa because i think it's, it's so impressive what they're doing and i think if new york wins it's really really good for our game. Um, you know, New York is uh kind of moves the needle pretty good for the NHL in terms of hrr and and uh seeing all the celebrities that go to their games and stuff. I think that would be that's actually be really
1: fun. Like yeah, I saw like Keenan Thompson there last night and like all these yeah. I, was like, I was like this is actually really cool to remember like famous people go to Rangers games.
2: That was one of my favorite things about playing there is because they usually sit right behind our benches. So you kind of during the during the TV timeouts you take a take a second to look and see who's there and then they get on the jumbotron i think yesterday jimmy fallon did the old hot dog eating contest where he dunked it in his beer and then <laughs> and then smashed it in his face like those things are fun right it's it's nice to see it's the same thing that people say about athletes you know you you you're so curious what they're like as as just regular people and that's it and you they are just regular people and so it's fun to, to be able to see um see a, an actor or actress or musician you know, just doing what, doing regular people stuff, you know, chugging beers and dumping it all over themselves and whatever, whatever it may be. So I think that's, that's really nice. So I'm, I'm happy for whatever team wins. I'm most impressed by Tampa. Um, The team just, it, it doesn't matter if they're down, down O2 in a series or, or two, nothing in a game. It's, they, they have so much resilience. It's just, it's what you hope for (laughs) from a team to be able to do that. So I think that's, been the most impressive thing for me, and and I guess secretly maybe maybe rooting for them a little bit more because so many people are rooting against them, but but at the same time I'm happy for whoever wins. It's it's just been a really fun playoff.
1: Yeah, and and, and look, look, the Capitals beat the Lightning in, in 2018 in a really good Eastern Conference final, but I think the Avalanche remind me of the Capitals so much more because you're right, like they're knocking on the door for so long they hadn't gotten to the to the Conference Final. Same thing, like just like like the Caps hadn't gotten past the second round, the Avalanche finally break through. And just like if Elisa won that series against the Lightning, they could win the whole thing too. Like once a team breaks through, right, they're
2: they're dangerous to do it. That's exactly. I think there's a lot of teams out there that that believe that they're good enough and they just need to kind of be, be shown that they're good enough. You know, they need to prove to themselves, I guess, that they are. And, and, and that was the thing with the Caps. It's like we just knew, at least I knew when I was there, if we got past that second round, we were winning no matter what. And – and then, as soon as they did that year, um, that I was gone, I'm like, you know what? That's it. That they, they yeah. just need that, you know. And I feel that, I feel that uh, Colorado's been getting, you know, better and better as the playoffs have have gone on. You know, they had, oh, I mean, I guess a little bit of a, a test against St. Louis, you could say, but still not, not really. Um, so it's pretty damn impressive. Like, well, they've played, they've played two extra games. You know, like that's. That's what the that's what the Kings were like that year that they oh, yeah, that they yeah. won, right? Like that's uh that's pretty damn good. And so I think they're in some pretty special class right now. But you know, you, you if you they're in the dance, but if you play the a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know. Watch out.
1: <laughs> and, and, and I know we, you and know, I talked about this before, but I still see Jeff Halpern coaching the Capitals at some point in the future. <laughs> well, if, if he wants it. Look, I, I, if I were him, I wouldn't leave John Cooper's side until you think there's no more chances of winning a championship there. But the second that that, that window closes there and the Lightning go into any kind of rebuild mode, bring him home. Yeah. I.
2: I, I don't, when is that going to? When is that window going to close? I, at, like, at
1: least after next season. Like They have at least one more yeah. year after this because of the way Julian Breesbois is a freaking magician.
2: Yeah, they, 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 they keep losing their their third and fourth line, pretty much, and then they, they bring guys in that are able to do the exact same thing. And so whether it's in the water that they drink there and, and they all just all of a sudden transform into just amazing team players and, and be able to play that system exactly the way it's supposed to be, or, or yeah, they have a magician uh, you know, up in the press box there that's that's pulling some strings, I, it, Corey it's Perry, You say. add
1: Corey Perry and Pierre-Edward Belmar, guys you played against, for basically league minimum. That's yeah. that, that, that that that's how this happens.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You need to find those guys that are willing to do it, right? And wanna and wanna wanna play for the team that still have lots of skill, but can't maybe not, you know, be in that that top two lines anymore, or guys that have just been unbelievable third, fourth line guys their whole year. You just keep looking for it. So they're finding it. And it's pretty it's pretty impressive. It's fun. It it's been a really, really good playoff, I think. So I I think that everybody's hopefully enjoying it. And even with the teams that are still in, they're they're, they may not be your team, but they're fun teams to watch, and I think that keeps people tied in a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, we obviously would love to be covering Capitals games now in the Eastern Conference Final, Stanley Cup Final. We're not. Uh, we will talk a- after this with Tarek Al-Bashir, who did a lot of TNT for that Colorado St. Louis series and also Capitals Panthers in the first round, and talk about some Capitals prospects and some other things. And we'll talk about Top Gun Maverick, which I saw with Tarek the other night. You ready?
2: Showtime.
1: Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Lawser. I'm MVP co-creator Steve Wine, and We are pleased to be joined by the Athletic and Turner Sports Tarek Al Bashir, who just like we did, love Top Gun because we, we went Tarek and, and Andrew Gillis and I went to see it. It was my second time seeing it the other the other night. Tarek, welcome and and your son didn't Kareem did not like
0: Top Gun. He didn't. So like you said, I, I went and watched it with you and Andrew Gillis, and you know I I would say. It had been on my list for about seven to ten days. Like, like we, we, I just couldn't find the time to go see it. So I was excited that I was going to go see it with some friends. And um, it was, it's always been a top ten movie for me. I'm a speed guy. I like fast cars, and you know this, Carl. I, you know, <laughs> back when you were a rookie, we used to talk about all the fancy Benzes across the street at the at the Arlington um, uh, dealership. So I, I like, you know, I like fighter jets. I just like things that move fast. And and Top Gun was always one of my favorite movies. I mean, top ten in my, in my opinion, uh, you know, on my list. So I was excited to see, you know, part two and to me, it lived up to the hype, but I see, I go into movies knowing that it's not going to be realistic. I mean that, you, you know, that when the helicopter turns the guns, you know, that there's going to be a, you know, something that saves, you know, a, a key character at the right moment. Right. I, I just know this is going to happen. Um, my eighteen year old son Kareem uh went to go see it with his mom, uh, my wife and <laughs> and his twenty-year-old sister, uh, my daughter. And um he was not impressed. He told me he actually got up and went to the bathroom for like a few minutes and came back. I, I can I I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I've ever like left a movie, like an action movie. You yeah, do, you desperately oh, you desperately did you desperately did not want to leave the theater. No, you didn't want to miss a second I mean, of this. No, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And I so for me, I don't know how you guys are, but like every time I go to a movie like this, I'm like, man, I should go to the movies more. And then I go oh, like that. a year without seeing a movie because I'm just yeah. a million things are going on. Um, but I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I um, it, you know, it, it, there were some emotional moments. There were some, you know, you want to stand up and cheer moments. I had a great time watching it. But um, 18 year old. Not impressed.
2: Carl, Carl, you loved it, right? I loved it. Yeah. And so I'll say this, normally I go to the movies for the $15 nap, you know, the $20 nap, like almost every single time I fall asleep during a movie, I, they turn the lights down and I don't know why I just, I just can't do it. So uh, I actually have a buddy who's the same way. Like, so, so a lot of times we try and try and time it, like I'll nap in the middle, he'll nap at the end. And then we try and let each other know (laughs) what happened in the middle. And so this one, I didn't have even a little hint of, of falling asleep. You know, I was locked in the entire time. And I, it's so rare that, that a sequel can live up to the hype of the original movie. I think that it did this and you're right, Tark. Like it's a movie. It's going to be some a little bit unrealistic. And if you want a real movie then or something that's not unrealistic, you watch a documentary, right? right. That's, that's kind of the way it is. We're there to be, we're there to be entertained. And I would be curious to know from someone with like firsthand experience, how unrealistic was the flying, you know, like, is it, it can, can they do those things? Is, you know, does stuff like this happen? We just don't know about, <laughs> but well, I have no idea. So I'm going to go ahead and believe it because these people are very highly trained. And I also think it's pretty cool that that Tom Cruise can, can do some of these stunts himself. Like, yeah, that's pretty darn cool. And right?
0: looks the way he looks at his age. Oh yeah, my absolutely. Botox yeah, to- exactly. is a
2: hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> He's figured something out. So I don't know. I thought it was phenomenal, and I, like ever ever since I saw it, and it's been, it's been I guess what almost a couple of weeks now. I've just been thinking about it nonstop, playing, replaying the music in my head. So I, I think they did an unbelievable job. If I can jump in for a minute, the getting back to the fact that I see like
0: two movies a year, I have found over the years and talking to friends who are um, you know go to the movies way more and even theater way more often than I do. My perception of what's good and what's meh is totally skewed by the fact that I don't see many movies. Mm-hmm. So like, I would love to hear from someone who sees 20 movies a year. Like, where did that rank? You know, like for me, it's like, oh, that was amazing. For someone who goes a lot, they're, you know, I, I wonder what their opinion would be. Although I, I have not heard much negative feedback from the people that I've told uh, that I went to watch the movie. I, I, I'm on a thread with a bunch of hockey dads, and everyone had already seen it before me, and they all thought it was awesome. So, yeah. I, I think I think that's Brian McNally for
1: us, Tark. I think he's the guy who goes to see twelve yeah. movies a year and is like up to speed on all the Oscar flicks and everything. And he went to see it in IMAX and thinks we're idiots for yeah. not seeing it in IMAX.
0: Yeah, I, I will also tell you, Steve, that was the first time I'd ever been to a, a movie where they served liquor and food like during. Isn't, isn't it the, great? Yeah, it, it was. It was, but there was a little too much going on for me the first like ten minutes. Like the food stopped mm, yes. getting served you know, 10, 15 minutes into it. But early on, like I kept getting bumped by like waitresses and I was like, what's going on here? Like I, <laughs> that was foreign to me. Yeah. Uh, but I did like having mozzarella sticks and a beer.
2: That is kind of nice. I, I, I think I think that experience is really, really cool. And I used me and man used to be those people. We would go and watch a, a new movie every single week. We'd sometimes watch a movie a couple times because there wasn't anything new out that was interesting to us. And that was about seven years ago. But still, it's like, I, I i feel like we've watched a lot of movies and i think that for an action movie like that was that was damn good so i i think we we I, that's a that's a recommend from all of us i i would say right
1: oh for, for yeah sure. for sure two yeah. thumbs up yeah that's that that's a winner uh, we we should probably talk hockey, I guess. Uh, Tark was on the, uh, the the Colorado-St. Louis series uh, for Turner Sports. Uh, you got to, to hang around Andre Barakovsky a little bit. Uh, I'm curious, your, your thoughts on Andre out there, just the avalanche. I said to Tariq on our first segment, just, I said to Carl on my first segment, Tark that uh, Colorado reminds me of the Capitals in a lot of ways, that they've been knocking on the door for a long while, and now that they've broken through, this might be their year.
0: Yeah, I, I, I got a sense during that uh, St. Louis series it just felt like this is their year. I mean, you, you know, there were, they did stump their toe a couple of times, but I mean, it just felt like top to bottom, they are the deepest team that I've seen in, you know, yeah. um, in a few years. I mean, I, I think they rival Tampa from a couple of years ago in terms of this top to bottom, top to bottom, uh, you know, high end talent. Uh, you know their top six, unbelievable. There, you know, and the other thing that, that that really you know stood out to me was, um, you know, losing Sam Gerrard. I mean, like they like it was like almost like they didn't miss a, a beat there. Um, they're just a really good, well-coached team. One thing I was really impressed with was Jared Bednar. I didn't have a whole lot, you know, covering the Eastern Conference, covering the Capitals full time. You know, I, I don't really get a great feel for uh, Western uh, Conference teams or coaches. Um, uh, during the regular season but Bednar just has this very kind of firm confident kind of a little bit of swagger to him Mm -hmm. and you can tell and Carl you've been in you you know how this works I mean it works from the head down right when when the head coach has a certain you know feel and vibe about him it just kind of spreads throughout the room and I feel like you know that is um, that that that's kind of uh it kind of permeates the abs room and and look i think this is their year i mean it looks like it's going to be abs lightning um i think it's gonna be a heck of a series i i i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but <laughs> i still wouldn't be surprised if if the abs are are the are the team hoisting the cup
2: well two two things on that i, I will say you're 100 right i think with the coaches like i've had a coach that was very panicky and jittery behind the bench and in the room and and it definitely uh went throughout the team and and we felt that exact same way so i think that makes it definitely makes a lot of sense and and i think is is very true does it i guess two other things does it does it change your opinion on them now that that cadre is going to be out for the rest of the playoffs and does it also change your thoughts on you know if they play tampa versus if they were to play the rangers you know I and, think, and if Braden Point is back, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So there could be a lot that changes. You know, we we get to lose 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 uh, Colorado's you know top top three top four player on their team, and then Tampa might get their top two three four player back. Like it's right. there's there's so much up in the air there. But I I mean I think if they play Tampa, I think it goes either way. I think if they play New York. I feel pretty good about Colorado, but New York has also surprised me this entire playoffs.
0: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with what you're saying there, Carl. I I mean, I I think losing uh, Kadri is a, a big blow. Um, and and you know also how this works as playoffs go on, like you lose a key player, you're able to kind of you know overcome it on adrenaline and it, you know everyone kind of stepping up and filling the role. But as those, as that, the, the, the pyramid Titans and the games get harder, you start to miss those guys a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think his absence will be missed more in the cup final than maybe it was um, last round. Um, but Braden point, in my opinion, and I'm not sure underrated is the right term for him anymore. Cause he has done it now for a few years, but there's a handful of players that I just enjoy watching. And yeah. he's one of them. And he's one of those guys too, that, you know, like he's got all this skill and he's flashy, but you know, can make flashy moves. But for the most part, you know, he kind of flies under the radar until he pops two goals and has a primary system. You're like, Whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, if he's able to come back and he's healthy and I, this time of year, I have, a, I, I have trust issues. I have <laughs> <laughs> you, day you, you have you have to of- you, you- day. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be day to day until January, you know, until December. Right. I like, how close is he actually? How much is he going to be able to contribute if he does come back? You know, teams are really cagey about that stuff right now. But if he does come back and is able to contribute, um, I still think Colorado. This is this is their year. Um, uh, you know, for me, the 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 if it is indeed uh, Colorado and uh, and Tampa Bay, it's. it's the goalie matchup is probably the one thing that worries me a little bit. You know, Kemper was you know has been decent. It sounds like he's he's healthy and could could get some 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 playing time here. But I mean, Vasilevsky when he's on, like we saw, you know, yeah. these last few games, best goalie in the world. And Braden, yeah. Braden Point Carl, I think it reminds
1: me of Nick Backstrom in that way. That like he's fun to watch, flies under the radar, and then you look up and you are like, holy crap, what did he just do? That's yeah. a, he's,
2: he's so smart. Like he just he, he plays the game the right way. He works his tail off. Like it's just fun to watch him dogging the puck everywhere too. And I'm not sure what he's like as a as a guy in the room, but he just seems like seems seems like a pretty pretty good guy too that that his teammates would like. So I don't know. I think either way Colorado's up against it in the goalie matchup. <laughs> Both those uh I just was thinking about it yesterday too, watching the game I'm like, like kind of all the best players in the series are Russian. Like what's going on here? You know you got two two goalies, uh uh you know, a couple of great defensemen forwards they're, they're everywhere in, in in on on the east uh in in the eastern conference right now so this just i think that's kind of an interesting note right there but
1: i wrote about I, this I, I i didn't i didn't tweet about it, but i wrote I, I wrote about kind of the weirdness of of that and not that it's these guys faults but like you see everything going on in the world and these guys are starring on the ice and igor Chance and all that and it is kind of weird
2: it is know? kind of
0: weird the timing of it is unprecedented uh, too i mean like like we just haven't we haven't really, in the history of sports, I mean, I've been doing this for 20-some years and been watching for much longer. I mean, when, when have we ever had, you know, um, um, athletes playing in North America while, you know, right. a conflict is going on somewhere else in, you know, their countries? And, it's just, you know, yeah. unprecedented. It's different. Um, Carl, I, like, you, I liked your story too, Steve. I, th- I did th- that a few weeks back. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Carl, you, you want to
1: talk capital's prospects thing. Let's do that first. And then I, I, want, I have a superstitions question for Tark before we do the stupid
2: questions. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, well, I guess speaking of Russians, and I, I don't think Alexeyev is, he, is Russian. He's Belarusian. Is that, is that right, Tark?
0: Uh, no, he's actually from
2: from he, Russia. He's Russian yeah. and and uh, uh Alexei Protas is Protoss is is. Yeah. Okay, yep. gotcha. Well, then I guess we can we can kind of start there because I was just looking at at that article that you that you wrote and you know you have tiers of uh, of of the um, players that are kind of up and coming and stuff and you know it's it's fun to see Lucas Johansson on there because I feel like he's been around forever right. and he uh, ha- just, he has. he has been around yeah, yeah just hasn't quite been able to crack it and you know he he's on your your tier one right there I'm I'm just curious of of, you know, talking, talking to, um, who is it that you did the, uh, Uh, Chris Patrick. Yeah. But just kind of getting the vibe from him, um, of all those tier one guys and, you know, I guess maybe we can just for the sake of conversation include, uh, Jimmy Hendrix, LaPierre, um, and of all, of all those players, who do you seem to get the best sense of being full-time?
0: Well, it it it's a great question, and there's so many moving parts when you're this far out from free agency and from uh, the draft. Where you know, I think I'm getting to Montreal early. Uh, I'm expecting you're getting in like a week yeah. early. Yeah, I like I'm expecting some fireworks and some interesting movement around the league and potentially with the Capitals. So you know, in in the in the we're in the early stages of of planning. The Capitals actually just had their their scouting meetings this week um, at MedStar. Uh, I believe they wrapped up last night, as a matter of fact. Um, so you kind of make your first set of plans. Okay, which prospects could help us next year? And in my opinion, and from what I hear, uh, Lucas Johansson is probably at the top of that list. Now, he's a player who, you know, was a first round draft pick back in 2016, but he's had injuries. He had trouble early on kind of keeping on weight and having enough kind of heaviness to his game to be a defenseman at this level, uh, but he had the skill. Um, uh, then he had a, a run of injuries last year, a few injuries, but not nearly as serious. It looks like he's kind of moved to the head of the class, along with Alexiev, who's probably like my one B. I, I would say those two are the probably the closest. But you know, getting back to the planning phase, you know, if they pull off a trade that scrambles things around and brings in another defenseman, everyone gets pushed down, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing when you're when you're you know when you're a prospect in an organization that's in win now mode like the Capitals, you know you get recruited over a lot and it's not necessarily because you didn't play well. And it just, which is why, like, if, if I'm going into the, if if I'm a draft eligible player this year, man, I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to get taken by a good team. You get taken by a good team. You can be stuck in junior and minors forever because they're always trying to extend that window by bringing in guys who can contribute right away and don't have to go through those growing pains. And so I do think, if you look at the way the top six on the boot, the, the, the back end of right now, um, there is a hole for a left shot defenseman to play alongside Trevor Van Ream's and I think that could be Johansson or Alexiev, unless they sign a better player in free agency, or they bring back Justin Schultz, which is still a possibility. Then that just pushes everyone down again. So. Or if really Carl, or if Carl comes out of retirement.
2: That's exactly what I'm hearing is you're saying I should start training again and try to make a push. <laughs> oh man. No, I yeah, mean, so
0: I, I mean, you know, up front, you know, I I would say, you know, there were a lot of guys who've got um, who got experience last year, um, and I think they're going to get some opportunities. But again, this free agent class is super deep, right? I mean, really they the caps are going to sign a 7 million dollar player. I mean, they're going to. I, I you know, I it's gonna happen, and when that happens, everyone gets pushed down again, right? Because yeah. they just went out and got a dude who who's worth seven or eight million dollars or they trade for an rFA and then sign him to a big deal uh, that just pushes everyone down again I, I think the 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 consensus this is this is me, not not Chris Patrick or anyone, but I feel like Lapierre at his age the the capitals like overcooked rather than undercooked when it comes to their prospects. Yeah. I think they want him to get a year in Hershey and kind of you know. Learn the pro game, get bigger, get stronger. Don't come in into a win now mode and not be ready. And and, and so, um, I I I would guess Lapierre will will maybe get some spot duty next year, but not full time. I think uh, McMichael steps up, Connor McMichael steps up, and and takes on a bigger role. I think Joe Snively probably you know gets gets an opportunity in the bottom six. Yeah, um, but there are question marks. I mean, Tom Wilson's not coming back to December. Yeah. So you, you can't totally replace his salary because his salary is going to come back on the cap. Carl Hagelin, you know, eye injuries are tough. We, we don't know what's going to happen with him just yet. So again, just like the back end, lots of questions.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I like, uh, I would like to see a little bit more Snively. You know, it's what we have seven, seven points in twelve games, and then yeah, local product too, like, and and a small guy too that we and all feisty, kinda, yeah. feisty, and
0: just kind of brings a lot of energy. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think, I think he's got a chance. I mean, you know, it, you know how this works, guys. I mean, you look at how contracts you know um kind of impact he's on a one-way contract this year and next year or next season and the year after for eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars that doesn't mean that, i mean you can bury that contract but to me that kind of indicates okay well they're counting on this guy being on the roster and, yeah. and and a budget player like as a general
1: manager you look for those kind of budget players you can slide in because when you're paying phil forsberg or john klingberg or whatever seven million dollars you need to you need to fit an eight hundred thousand dollar cap it in there did
0: you just put Forsberg and Klingberg on the roster. Uh, one of those guys. One, well, you just
2: said <laughs> you said seven million dollar player. I agree. I agree. So, so those, there's some, someone, somebody there's like that.
0: Be a big yes. name who's going to join this team, and that, and the fans are going to go, ooh, yeah. they're going to make a splash this summer.
2: It'd, it'd be interesting if Forsberg it. would come back here. You know, like that would be a kind so of a neat story.
0: I, I've done a little poking around. That would be pretty cool. I've been done a little poking around. I, I think David Poyle is gonna is gonna move heaven uh, and earth. I think their, I think they're to Nashville. Right. I think they have to. Yeah. I, 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 I think that, you know, this is all posturing right now. I, I don't see him or Goudreau really, uh, Johnny Goudreau.
1: Goudreau the diff- Goudreau's different. Goudreau's <sighs> – yeah. You think he might be
0: going to Philly? He's going to Philly. Right. <laughs> unless, unless he doesn't want to play for John Tortorella, but that's beside the point. Um, you, you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. So my son, uh, Kareem, played against Johnny Goudreau's dad uh, when he was coaching – Oh, gee yeah. Yeah, Gee. Um, years and years ago, back when they were like seven or eight, and so all the players knew that you know they're playing against the team the peewee team coached by <laughs> goudreau's dad and after the game uh you know in the handshake line uh you know uh he was very complimentary of every single player on our team you know kind of had a nice little nice little nugget for each player as they went through the line uh and that meant a lot to for the kids so yeah um that's my little goudreau story yeah he's he's a his dad's
1: much more quotable and i remember like having covered the flyers before and like, he's, he's like the guy and Johnny's yeah. a little more quiet. He's kind of grown up into that now. Uh, but he's, his, his dad is just a, a talks a mile a minute. Um, yep. I want, I want more before we do super stupid questions. Next segment. Uh, you, you and I were talking the other night before we seeing the movie about, when during, during that Colorado series, that you talked to McKinnon and they and he scored that night, he's like, I got to be your pregame interview every day. I'm curious how much superstitions you've seen because Carl and I've talked about these superstitions a lot, just about players like that being like, Oh, well, I talked to you today. I scored a goal. I need to talk to you every day
0: now. So, so, so McKinnon didn't say that directly to me. That, that kind of came through the people who pick the players who, who come, yeah. you know, that the, the, come to the set. But um, um, I did get that vibe from, uh, from uh, Carter Verhage, too. Um yep. it, it's just they they like that routine and if you follow Tom Gliddy on on uh Twitter you notice there are players in other series that have been coming yep. to the podium I, th- I feel like Corey Perry if I'm not mistaken yeah, that's right Corey Perry yes, they had they had, a, they, a, they had a
1: they had a bit where they won every time he talked pregame so he kept talking pregame every game every Right game. right right yes. so I mean yes.
0: everyone and and Carl you would know this better than anyone Bruce boudreau <laughs> I mean there were <laughs> times there were times where we would start a press conference and you go Hey, Tarek, can you stand on that side of me? He'll be like, Bruce, <laughs> what are we doing here? He's like, Well, you know, we, we won last game when you were on that side of, of me in the press conference. Just can you go yeah. over there?
2: <sighs> you're trying to find you're trying <laughs> to find any if you think it's gonna help you even a little bit, you try and find that edge, right? That yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense. We we have we had that with uh, the one game we would play before every before every game. We'd just throw a tape ball around, and if we won the game before, the same person had to be the last person to touch the tape ball before I went in the garbage. It's just <laughs> it's just these little things, and I had the same thing with pregame interviews. Interviews, I hated doing an interview during warm up. If I I just threw my entire warm up off because everything was dialed into the second, and so if I had to do a oh, yeah. warm up and I didn't get my my one forehand my one backhand shot in before the three-line shooting i was just like i remember i remember, I remember yeah. you carl telling
0: me yeah. a story about how you tapped your stick a certain number of times yeah. during the anthems and yeah. like you traced the the canadian like the maple leaf with your eyes yeah um it don't no, i mean there, there there's a lot of that stuff i mean i mean i'm not an athlete obviously but i mean there are i know on certain days like you know, if I have a good day, I like to repeat what I eat and what I ate and the direction, you know, and and the path I took to the rink. And I mean, it's, I think we're all kind of like that. Yeah, well, I don't yes. know. Maybe Steve's not like no, that, no, no. Hey, there, like there, to,
1: there is yeah. something to be said about a good vibe and a good rhythm, and so you, something feels yeah. familiar. And then, yeah, yeah. and then Carl and Braden didn't know very much about. Sometimes you go a little overboard with it.
2: Yeah, well, it was funny because I have I had uh, one that I always do during the anthem. Is usually everybody waits until the anthem is done or just about done before they start clapping or tapping their sticks. I would do it when after the the last O Canada was sung. I would do like a, a one tap another tap, and then get a little bit faster. And, and Carly always made fun of me for it. And so my first, my first game back with Montreal, I went to go do my tap because I was starting, and I heard another tap. And I kind of looked over, and sure enough, it was Carly there tapping with me. <laughs> I knew I'd be doing it. I'm like, I'm like every, everybody knows what you're doing. It's just no one usually no one usually says anything because they know it's it, it kind of screws with you a little bit. Who
0: was the guy on St. Louis who faced the wrong direction during the anthem?
2: Oh, I didn't know that. That's I was always down on ice but...
0: level, and I kind of like – try. I try to pick up on some of these things, you know, yeah. in case there's a neat little report. God, I, I can't remember. Well, was, even you know, if Someone in just... St. Louis who literally turned the wrong way while everyone else was facing one way, he turned the other way. And yeah, like, well, even if
2: you just watch, like, watch Suban during the national anthem, he always does the same thing. He does, yes. like, a stop side to side. Ovi leaves early to do yep. his skate. They used to be big, like – like 15, 20 years ago, even more, that guys would leave with still a couple seconds left in the anthem and start their skate. And Ovi still does it, but for the most part, everybody stands out there and waits. They wait till the flag goes all the way off. Yeah. That was Braden's like thing. That.
1: Like I remember Braden like yeah. early, as soon as he came into the league, I was like, why do you keep standing there? He's like, I'm waiting till the flag
2: leaves the ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was there's a few of us that did that. You'd wait as long as as long as you had to until they were off the ice. And then after that, if you watch closely, pay attention, pretty much everybody has something specific they do. Right after that. You know, it it it's I would say most of the guys have a thing they have to do as soon as that anthem is done.
0: All right, I have something new to watch
2: for. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even with the sniffers, watch the guys have the sniffers. They they'll have it themselves, they'll pass it to a certain guy, they'll do I had to throw mine always to Groovy and he had to catch it. Like somebody
0: used to hold hands as they went onto the ice. Who was that? (laughs) Vrana and (laughs) <laughs> who, was, who
2: was it, Steve? I, so, I, I, I
0: used to hold hands with someone as they stepped onto the ice for warm We
1: need to have Jacob on the show to ask him that. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> oh, I, go. I, I, I love this stuff. Um, we're, when we come back, uh, Karak Al-Bashir will be the latest victim of Carl's Stupid Questions.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial.
1: All right, enough Top Gun, enough Caps prospects and superstitions. Uh, now, Carl's Stupid Questions. This is All Caps with former Capitals with Carl Osner and Turner Sports and the Athletics Tariq Albas here. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. And now turning over to Carl for the latest edition of Carl's Stupid Questions.
2: Yeah, well, so I don't want to completely stop talking about Top Gun. I want to kind of go off of that with my first question. We can here. talk about
1: Top Gun for a while, <laughs> but we have a limited <laughs>
2: amount of time here. Oh, uh, it's so good. Um, well, okay, so I gave I gave Tark the rundown, so he knows what's going on. So we're gonna get right into it. Um, the first one is based off of the Top Gun talk, um, and the fact that I keep hearing people talk about um, Better Call Better Call Saul, the spinoff of Breaking Bad, um, which I had never seen before because I thought nothing could stand yeah. up to Breaking Bad, but everyone says it's it's solid. So this question is, um, if you can think off the top of your head, what would be your favorite? Movie or TV show? Or if you can think of both, you can hit us with both.
0: Huh. Favorite TV show? Um, I'm not a big TV guy, but I really like The Sopranos. I really got into that. Uh, That was like one series that I watched. I mean, like it was appointment television for me. Uh, Game of Thrones was probably the only other like series that was appointment television. Like I didn't miss it. and If I did have to miss it for work or whatever, I recorded it and made sure I watched it. Or watched it on the, you know, when, when uh, during the, the uh, run back. Um, favorite movie. I mean, I, I think I told you guys at the start of this. I mean, Top Gun was a top 10 movie for me. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of, I, I mean, I'm a silly person to begin with. Like, I enjoy having fun. I've watched The Princess Bride <laughs> <laughs> 25 <laughs> times <laughs> and learned something new. And, and still, like, tr- like howl like a child, yeah. you know. Um, uh, every single time, every single time I see it. Uh, so yeah, let me, let me go with, let me go with the Princess Bride and, um, I'll go with Game of Thrones.
2: Well, it's interesting that you say Game of Thrones and Sopranos. So I haven't seen Sopranos, but I just heard this conversation yesterday where they, they didn't like the ending to that series and Game of Thrones gets the exact same critique from a lot of people. I agree. Both you, could have
0: had better endings. Yes. Both could have, yeah.
2: yes. Which <laughs> <100%. laughs> I bad because Game of Thrones was so good all you know the entire time. They ran out of
0: steam a little bit. At the
2: end. Yeah, but that was also probably because you know that they they were kind of going off of they were making things up, right? The books sure. weren't quite there, so that's why I'm interested. But for the next one, whatever it's going to be called, um, is it the from before Game of Thrones yep. How it all started? Yeah, so that'll be interesting because there's books I'll written. Watch every for that. Minute of it. That should be fun. Um
1: I, I just I've just I'm just getting into the Sopranos now. Like I'm in like season two of the Sopranos. Like I'm now doing the Sopranos bit. And I I know the ending, like don't there's no spoiler situation here. It's been statute of limitations, it's over. But I, I I love it. As 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 an Italian guy, I love the Sopranos.
2: Perfect. All right. I gotta I'm gonna start that really soon now. Um okay. What do you think is a more awkward moment? Is it especially right now with either fist bumps or handshakes happening, do you think it's more awkward to do a fist bump, handshake, one of these things or more awkward when you call somebody the wrong name because I had this happen both times on my last uh, <laughs> trip that I was on where I almost joysticked someone because they, I went in for the handshake and and they did that and I was deciding whether or not we were close enough to do something like that um, but then also got called the wrong name the guy was calling me Graham all night <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny <laughs> so, so
0: I, I, I'm going to go with so the fist pound handshake thing, um, everyone laughs it off. Like that happens to me once every couple of days, sure. and we laugh yeah. it off. Oh, I never. You know, the other other person will say, "Oh, I never know what to do either." We're we're good. The name thing, I'm terrible with names. Terrible. <laughs> I've always been terrible. I, yeah. I like literally Steve probably knows I like someone will introduce themselves to us and I'll turn over 20 seconds later. Well, Who, who's, who's that? Yeah. I, I, I totally just I just forget. Like, I got blank out. I'm so focused on remembering their face and maybe focusing on what they're saying. Yeah. I forget the first 10 seconds of hi, I'm whoever. And so during the St. Louis, Colorado series on a on the plane at the bar, baggage carousel and again in the hallway in front of the St. Louis locker room, I called the NHL representative. Brian when his name was John. (laughs) <laughs> and so I, I but see, I but he, he didn't say anything to me. He didn't, he didn't correct me. And then I corrected, I caught it. Like I saw his credentials. I was like, oh my god! I've been <laughs> calling this dude Brian for like three days. And so I, I said, I said, hey, sorry, man. He goes, yeah. I mean, like you could tell he probably wanted to say something and didn't. But I it just there's like, like your heart sinks. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. He's been great to me. He's been pulling players out of the locker room and getting me the interviews. and i've been calling them by the wrong name why did that happen Uh no idea
2: so good yeah it it is very awkward to do that so good good answer um okay this question is because i'm going to be going on one of these trips very soon so i'm curious what your thoughts are um do you prefer a beach vacation a winter vacation or a sightseeing vacation
0: i don't like sightseeing vacations (laughs) i've been on a few of those because i don't like schedules when i I, like when i'm on vacation i want to i want to wake up when I want to wake up. I want to, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, i am ai am ai am like to be free. I like to be able to kind of, you know, see what the vibe is like with the family or whoever I'm with and say, Hey, do you guys want to go day drinking? Do you yeah. want to go to the beach? Do you yeah. want to go rent the dune buggy? Like, what do you want to do today? I I don't want to be, I don't want to have a schedule. Gotcha. Um, I don't like winter vacations. I, I don't like ski <laughs> trips. I, I'm just not a winter guy. I don't like cold. My people are of the sun. My family's, fr- you know, originally from the this. Yeah, this, is, this is why we're around hockey, right? right. Yes, we like hockey. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a weird, that's kind yeah. of a weird part of, of, like, my life. But I like warmth. And as yeah. I get older, I like warmth even more. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure as crazy as Florida is, I'm 100% retiring in Florida. Um, yeah. You're solar powered. Uh, yeah, right. I just, I just like, exactly. I'm solar powered. So, I would say a beach vacation. I go to, we go to the beach multiple times every year, and it's funny. We're kind of in discussions right now if we want to do, you know, Rehoboth, Dewey, Virginia, you know, like the the beaches here, and go there for a couple, or Outer Banks. We've we've done several times, or we mm-hmm. want to maybe planning and go somewhere else. My kids haven't been um, out west in a long time, and yeah. I love the LA beaches, and so we're kind of leaning towards like going out and staying in manhattan beach for a week and just kind of hitting malibu and you know going all over the place out there yeah so, well we'll see if we, i mean you know my kid is plays junior hockey i just there's a million things going yeah. on like, Who knows? <laughs> you, you know how this is like there's not a whole lot of your off season's like this long but yeah you, yeah i'm no kidding like, that well,
2: stuff, so. the, the beach answer seems to reign supreme wino so we need to maybe come up with another one that could challenge beach. yeah we'll yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we gotta,
1: we'll workshop that one
2: um okay next one is um it's a breakfast Breakfast sandwich question because this one I'm most intrigued by. Um, what would what what's your ideal breakfast sandwich vessel? Is it um, bread, bagel? Um, is it a wrap? Ooh, I got a great question. I got a great answer here. English muffin or biscuit or croissant. People have been throwing in croissant, but I think that's too fancy. <laughs> <laughs> i don't like croissants i mean
0: we have croissants all the, so listen i'm on a low carb thing i've lost 40 pounds since november you look, you look great I, I, like, I got a, i got a little chunky during covid and had to slim down for tv to get back in my suits and stuff so I, <laughs> so I basically just cut out sugar i haven't totally cut out bread i like i'm not like a no carb dude i'm not doing you know like atkins or anything but i just cut down on sugar carbs uh you know bread pizza french fries stuff like that so yeah. Let me tell you what I've been eating for about three months now for breakfast, the same thing every day. It's really boring. But my wife gets these sandwiches that don't have any bread from Costco. It's a egg, with a piece of turkey sausage and then a piece of egg and then cheese in there. So it's a it's a sandwich. It looks like a bre- like a it looks like a McMuffin except yeah. for instead of having bread, the egg is the actual top and the bottom with sausage or with turkey sausage and a piece of cheese in the middle. So that. As boring as I am, my breakfast is exactly the same every. This gets back to the routine thing. Yeah, I'm up. I usually wake up between six and six thirty. Microwave the sandwich. I have a, we have a a cure egg that you know I do a Starbucks Pike. Yeah. Eat, read everything that I need to read, answer my emails, and then I have my second cup of coffee, and then I'm off for the you know then I'm I'm going for the day. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have a carb issue breakfast burritos are the greatest things ever invented yeah and everything bagels from the new york new jersey region with also new york new jersey region cream cheese and i'm a snob i just haven't had one in a long time would be my second go-to i mean there's just the the, the bagels up there i don't know what's in the water or like yeah. what the deal is but a bagel from new york city in manhattan is the greatest
2: thing yeah i agree it's unbelievable um okay so we'll go with uh, no bread or burrito and then slash bagel. Okay, so uh next question here is if you could have the absolute exclusive spill the beans interview with anybody hockey, not hockey, has to be alive though. Um, who do you think that would be? Wow, spill the
0: beans. <laughs> do you remember the incident Tiger Woods had? Which it's one? The- oh yeah. The, the, the car the accident. The like, yeah. back, the Escalade into, like, a thing in his house, and, like, he ended up missing a tooth. Yep. Yeah. like, his wife may or may not have swung a golf club at him. Like, whatever happened? Yeah. Tiger's the reason I like golf. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't feel like the truth ever came out there or the whole story, probably by his own, you know. Uh, it got buried pretty good. I'd like to know exactly what happened. Then. I yes. mean, that's, like, the first thing that pops to mind. I, there's probably a million things Yeah. Um, that I'd want to know. Um, but yeah, that, that, that'd be my leader in the clubhouse. No pun intended. No, the, the, the tiger. The tiger answer is, is a
1: top five, along with the Michael Jordan. Uh, I think Andrew Gillis brought up Michael Jordan and like the gambling. Whether he stepped away really for baseball oh, right. and his dad sure, sure, and that, sure. like, the, like among sports, like those are the two, two of the more like mysterious ones out there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I totally think the tiger one is a great answer because not just that incident but the the more recent one with the car yeah um like there's there's a lot that we would love to know (laughs) i agree i think that's a good one um okay and then the last one here is i'm gonna ask you of, of these three superpowers which one would you like to have they're not the the normal ones with flying and teleportation um so the first one is to be able to not just a photographic memory but to remember everything you know so anything that's happened to you just be able to always recall <laughs> nope. i think that 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 would be an interesting one but obviously you don't like it <laughs> so next one is to be able to uh, understand and communicate with all animals or super hearing so be able to hear conversations that are <laughs> let's say like up to 40 40 50 feet away just a normal conversation you'd be able to hear that
0: Okay, so my favorite El Bashir over my children and my wife is my eight pound uh, Shih Tzu, <laughs> and I would love, I would love to talk to her. <laughs> that said, <laughs> that said, being able to hear forty feet away, that would just be endless entertainment. I have no interest in remembering everything. None. <laughs> like I, I have a limited amount of hard drive space. Like I don't want to remember everything. Um, there's things I, I desperately want to forget. So yeah. scratch that one. There aren't many animals that I'd want to communicate with um, except for my dog. Yeah. Um, but being able to hear every conversation, like I can imagine just I, like, I'm just thinking right now, like just sitting in a mall, like sitting in Tyson's nice <laughs> mall on one of those nice leather chairs and yeah. just listening to everything as it goes by. I think that'd be
2: fascinating. <laughs> um, and, and you know,
0: and I'm not a paranoid, but like every once in a while you're like, are they talking about me? I'd love to be yeah. able to kind of like, Eh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, Listening to see if someone that I just interacted with is what they're saying about me. So yeah. for sure the hearing.
2: Yes, for sure the hearing. Okay, I like that too. I think that's a pretty good one. I think the uh, yeah, it's a good point about you don't some things you don't want to remember. But I don't know. I'm still I'm still on the fence about that one. I'm, I'm curious to get Winel's opinion at some point here. I,
1: yeah, I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear what anyone's saying. Like, I got. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't even want to. I barely want to hear what people are saying in a normal conversation, let alone. <laughs> Like I don't know, but I want to hear what people I know are saying. But strangers, I don't, I don't, I don't need that.
2: Oh, you care less. Um, yeah. All right. Well, oh, that's, you knew where
0: that would be great. Sorry to jump in. You know what that would be great. Like being able to hear like what the first baseman's saying to the to the guy who just hit a, hit a single, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. being able to hear what Ovi is saying when he's turned around and yapping at the lightning bench. Like I want to hear that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Does it also come with a translator, like like if you hear oh, talking in Russian, you can you can translate that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of nice. Uh, that that yeah, that would be nice. Um, how okay. I do? I'm gonna just add this up really quick here. So there's a like, whole there's a whole math equation here. Yeah, I have to add it all up in my okay. head. It's timesing and plusing and wrong name beach burrito tiger. Man, actually, you got some pretty heavy hitter answers there. Um, I think that rounds up to 192 points that's pretty high up there it's pretty high up everybody's starting to get a little bit better with these answers here that puts you into the top five comfortably oh Oh, 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 oh. congratulations (laughs) i love it that's pretty damn good really really well done good job
0: that was fun I, I, I think
1: I think Carl was buttered up by all the Top Gun talk earlier too, which is, is help, <laughs> which is helpful. And, and I still think Carl that that uh, you, when you were doing the thing with Wachinski in the car, that like you made up a number that was so high up there that nobody could catch it until I guess Andrew Gillis or somebody somebody passed Wachinski at some point.
2: Nobody has passed. Uh, wait, yeah, by one point. Sorry, uh, Julie Petrie and Angela Price. Maybe, okay, by yeah, one so. point. Yes. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, you're right. Your uh, math, your math was off that day. But no, but you know what? He had a really great breakfast sandwich. He answer. had a great answer. That's that's what threw me overboard right there. So.
1: And Tarek had, had good answers about, about that as well.
2: <laughs> Very good. And that's, that's why he's in the top five. I,
0: I'll take top five.
2: Yeah,
1: you should. It's great. Top five, Tarek Al-Bashir. I'm sure we're going to have, have you back on at some point. You know where a lot of the capital's bodies are buried from years of covering this team. But thank you for joining us on, on, on yeah. All's Caps, the off-season edition. Anytime. And everybody, thanks for listening. We will have Brooks Warpix on at some point this summer, talk to, to, to the new graduate, uh, probably talk about the Stanley Cup final. I'll be in Denver next week, so we may have another All's Caps on location. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.